in my Hebrew Bible class, we had an assignment called Job versus God. And in the assignment, we had to make a Twitter account if we didn't have one. And then we had to, you're not, you might not like this very much, but we had to paraphrase Job. I'm fine with that. Okay, great. It was clear it was a paraphrasing. It wasn't like. Exactly. It's we weren't like, calling it a translation. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Twitter version of the Bible. No. Um, we had to tweet essentially like what Job was saying at someone in our class. So we were like really just starting stuff. You know what I mean? We were just being like, yeah, we're, you know what? I'm going to pick a fight. I'm going to do it. I'm doing <laughs> it right now. I'm going to pick a fight. <clears throat> then they would clap back and they had to use things that God say says in Job to clap back at us and kind of shut you down. And you would kind of have to go back and forth with these, what Job said, what God said to make your point. And the, um, I mean, the sass and the level of investment in this assignment was incredible. Really incredible. I believe that. And I think that speaks to the book of Job and everything that it is in all its glory, right? In all its glory. <laughs> it is. Oh, I think, you know, um, the gospels included one of the top 10 books in the Bible. I said it. I think uh, that's right. If it were up, for me, up to me, we could leave out Proverbs. Okay. Yeah. There's not. Yeah, I don't need it. Also, Titus. Don't care about it. Hmm. Who's that? I don't know him. Just kidding. I read it. Okay. I did. I read it. I swear. <laughs> Welcome to this Bible podcast. I know the name's super creative. I'm your host, Sam Lewis, and I'm glad you're here. We'll be diving into the daily lectionary, and I hope you'll find something that is maybe a little fun, maybe meaningful, and hopefully brings you closer to God. Let's dive in. Well, I'm very glad to be here. My name is Christina Sinks, and I use she, her pronouns, and I am um, a deacon candidate in the California Nevada Conference on track to be commissioned um, this summer. And my work as a uh, minister is um, partially at an organization called Green Faith, where we um, have climate justice activists all over the world doing great work uh, from a faith-based perspective. And so that's a really cool group to be part of. And then my other work is singing with a band called The Many, which um, our dream is to bring justice-centered music into worship um, and to give language for the kinds of things that church hasn't done a great job talking about, um, inclusion and racial justice, um, all kinds of things that we needed new music for. So I'm glad to be part of both of those things and um yeah fantastic welcome will you read for will you read for us i will read 
Can you hunt the prey for the lion or satisfy the appetite of the young lions when they crouch in their dens or lie in wait in their covert? Who provides for the raven its prey when its young ones cry to God or wander about for lack of food? Okay, next page, next page. How do I get there? Okay. Do you know when the mountain goats give birth? Do you observe the calving of the deer? Can you number the months that they fulfill? And do you know the time when they give birth, when they crouch to give birth to their offspring and are delivered of their young? Their young ones become strong. They grow up in the open. They go forth and do not return to them. Who has let the wild donkey go free? Who has loosed the bonds of the swift ass to which I have given the step for its home, the salt land for its dwelling place? It scorns the tumult of the city. It does not hear the shouts of the driver. It ranges the mountains as pasture and it searches after every green thing. Is the wild ox willing to serve you? Will it spend the night at your crib? Can you tie it in the furrow with ropes or will it harrow the valleys after you? Will you depend on it because its strength is great? And will you hand over your labor to it? Do you have faith in it that it will return and bring your grain to your threshing floor? Word of God, word of life. Amen. Thanks be to God. Yeah. Um, here really we simple. are. Mm. Uh, so first of all, you should know, um, this is my favorite version of God. Great. Uh, self-righteous. Yeah. Um, kind of, uh, righteously angry, sarcastic God. Yes. I'm all in for the best. Um, cause you so know, the answer to all of these questions is no. Right. Like, mm, mm-mm. <laughs> yeah. um, Job really, uh, Job, the text, not Job, the character in the text uh really nails um the rhetorical question here mm, absolutely um, yeah so uh what stands out to you a lot of animals you know the context of this um and the beginning of 38 is kind of that the setup for these like sarcastic questions um but to me i think really getting into this like none of the nature is under your command right like god has <laughs> god has knowledge that humans can never have and we're going to sit here and find out that we don't have answers to these questions if we want to be like arrogant enough to say that we do have answers to these questions we're going to be told no yeah um but i love the 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 use of describing the natural world as a a way of understanding God better. Yeah. I love that. Um, And, you know, it comes out of, well, so right before chapter 38, there's this like weird um, like interlude for like a few chapters Mm -hmm. of like Elihu who like is not mentioned in the rest of Job and um, scholars think it's probably like slipped in there or something um unclear uh where he comes from but 
just before that, um, Job is like, God, what the hell? Yeah. Like, this is terrible. Like, you are, you're ignoring me. You're treating me unfairly. I am suffering. This is mm-hmm. awful. Mm-hmm. So, like, while it is my favorite version of God, um, quite the response for God to come down in a whirlwind and be yep. like, my favorite line, do you know when the mountain goats give birth? That's right. That's right. Sure don't, God. <laughs> thanks for <laughs> thanks for hearing my suffering. Right. It's, it's really, um, really puts you in your place, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am I am struck by I think we lose sight of the vastness mm. of creation. Mm-hmm. Um which I think like we really get I mean just a glimpse of it here, right? Like it but it just starts we're going to hit the lion and the raven, the mountain goat and the doe, the wild donkey, right. the wild ox, like There's so much beyond us, right? And like, yeah. Even if God's not saying like, not talking about hierarchy, it's a like, hey, you're not the only one, and maybe <laughs> stop acting like you are, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and. Job's friends have not been great. No. Um, and I think, you know, so one of the, I think, primary tenets of Christianity is that, like, God chooses to be with us in our suffering, right? Like, that mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. I think, like, one of the most important things. Um, and so it is interesting here in Job that, like, that's not really what you get. Um Right. It's not. It's not. But here's my question is, can it be read as comforting? I mean, like, that's up to us, right? I guess so. Yeah. I, that was just kind of a, a feeling I got from these. Like, it's not really like, you know, um, what is it? the flowers in the field and God closed them and God provides for the sparrows or the ravens. I don't remember which one God provides for some bird and I'm going to leave it at that. It's not quite that. Right. But it's like, it's a reminder of the ways that um, God is present maybe to us through the natural world. Yeah. Or how God is present to those creatures because God does know these things, right? Like the obvious answer to the question is no, you don't know anything, but I do. Right. And like, I have knowledge of this and um, deep like care for each of these creatures and each of these things happening. Uh, Maybe there's a comfort in that. I don't know. I think I, I like, you know, kind of placing myself in that reading that, kind of says instead of like 
see job you dummy um <laughs> instead it says like hey there are all these things mm-hmm. that are kind of on my radar or in my sight they're not in yours but good news they're in mine right which maybe i don't i don't think this jives with the rest of job but maybe implies however small you are also part of that vision yeah that that god has even if it doesn't always feel like it i don't know yeah well and job however like that answer <laughs> finite or infinite your suffering may seem yeah it is part of a whole Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah which you know i've so uh for the podcast i do feel like um a lot of the texts we've ended up talking about uh suffering a lot and i am careful every time to say like i can't speak to somebody who has you know suffered in ways yeah. that i can only even barely begin to imagine um so i never want to be dismissive of that and at the same time i think we can you know look and say like even the worst of it mm-hmm. um there is something bigger mm-hmm Yeah. But so hard in that moment, right? Like Yeah. Yeah. And no one else saying this to you will make you feel better, right? It's like a conclusion you have to come to on your own, I think. I in think my that's... experience, right? Like it can't be like, well, it's fine. It's fine because of this and this and this. Right. Um, I think that that's really over that well. <laughs> yeah. But instead, this is an invitation mm-hmm. from God, but not from us, right? It is mm-hmm. not um, me saying to somebody like, don't you know God is so much bigger than this? Why can't you get on board, right? Instead, it is um, an invitation to me mm. to remember that in my suffering and um when people i know are suffering mm-hmm. my job is to sit with them mm-hmm. um i don't know what do you what do we you know when when people we know and love are suffering like what is our our stance and our kind of orientation to that yeah I'm a fixer I really love I love fixing the problem love that uh (laughs) it hasn't always gotten me in the right place with people though and There's so much restraint in that, right? And there's so much like 
well, you are like, it's the compassion, which with the root of the word we know means to like suffer with. Right. And so you are like taking on that urge to do something about it. Um, and putting that aside as much as that might hurt, right. As much as that might be distressing, um, to sit with someone and be with them, be with them in that. Yeah. I think there's another thing here with, sorry, do you want to? No, 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 please go ahead. I was thinking kind of the reading you had of it being a a framing for how we can think about the scriptures as a whole and like how we think about interpretation of scripture, right? Like what if it wasn't always, hey, the Bible says this, so you should do this. And I'm going to sit here and preach at you about whatever it is that I think the Bible is saying to you. Um, But what if we really lived with that framing of like, this is God's call to us. I don't know, not individually, but like, it's not, it's not for someone else to point to for you and say, Hey, check this out. It should be like this right? Like, is it more that word that's for each of us in the way that we need it um, at the varied moments in our lives? I don't know if I agree with that, but. Well, and I, I actually think that's part of the dance. We, we dance all the time, right? Mm -hmm. Is that because we don't want this individualistic kind Mm -hmm. of um, personalized, uh, thing where also I can say the Bible says whatever I feel like it says. Yes. I mean, first of all, the Bible doesn't say anything. We read it together and we interpret it. Right. But that's neither here nor there. Um, But, you know, where I can say the Bible, so bracketed, I'm still going to use the language that um, we use and makes sense, but um, where I can, you know, say like, oh, this is what the Bible says. Um, this is how I interpret it and therefore it is right um not for you but for me um Mm -hmm. and at the same time it should be personal it should be Mm -hmm. yeah um a personal thing and then right uh the the other part of the dance is that it should be communal and Mm -hmm. it should be um you know i think a lot of it is contextualizing it. Um, right. Right. Because, you know, turns out the world of the ancient Near East and the world of uh, 2023 uh, United States, not the same. Not the same. Uh, and so to make sure we're doing our, our best, we don't, I mean, we're not going to get it totally right, but our best to read the scripture in context and then basically say, like, we're not trying to impose our context on the text, but we're trying to let the the text in its context mm. speak into our context. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a it's a dance. It is a. You know, it's just like when we try to not let our filters uh, dictate the way we read scripture, like, it's just not going to happen, right? Um, yes. 
you can't get rid of your own perspective and your own social location and yeah even what you're carrying in whatever time right like yeah which you know here's what's the crazy thing is also that's part of the kind of joy and gift of scripture Mm -hmm. is that you know when i i had a really had a bad time when i Mm -hmm. was um I was serving in Crestview, Florida, and mm-hmm. um, my intent was to come out of the closet, and it, it all went a mess, uh, and I heard people say terrible, terrible things mm-hmm. um, about queer people and about um, who they were and what that meant and what mm-hmm. God thought about them, and I was in a dark place mm-hmm. and I read through Job and, t- and it just spoke. It was like somebody sitting with me, right? Mm-hmm. That was what reading Job was like, was like having God sit with me uh, in this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I read it in other times and it is, it's a different word for me. Right. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's the the beauty and the glory of scripture is that, um it speaks to us where we are yeah i think that's right i think that's exactly right yeah Uh, so given that Mm. where do you you know where do you find it speaking to you today i think for me what coming out of the text is this great um language and uh imagery of things I don't think about in my day-to-day life that as a person who works closely in uh, closely with ecotheology and climate justice um, you know you'd think you would kind of think or talk about these things more but I've never thought about um, who the who provides for the raven its prey yeah and Etc. Um, and the the call to interconnectedness and to awareness of what's around me and what who else um, is is part of this community of creation. Uh, I have a my professor in in seminary um, would talk about animals as more than human creatures instead of saying like non human. Um, and I, this is really, you know, for all the rest of the stuff that Job is, uh, the magnificent stuff that's in Job, um, and all of that, I think the, the text here is so, it is that calling to awareness of like, who are we siblings with? don't look like this don't look like us and and recognition of god's care for creation and like we talked about earlier with the like comfort lens um also for us and then that like i don't know if it would make someone feel better or like more uh emotional or or kind of 
in that suffering space, but like you're small and like, there's so much else going on, which to me feels like, like being a tiny speck in a wide open meadow and there's nothing around and you are, you are so small and you zoom out and like, there's just an expanse around you and there's a comfort in resting in that. Um, despite the like kind of un or um, despite how little we know about what that looks like. Right. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah, I'm grateful for that, for that perspective um, and for the ways that, you know, turns out even sarcastic God can speak a word of life. That's right. That's right. And it is about new life too, right? Talking about yeah, mountain goats giving birth. Yeah. Well, uh, will you pray for us? I can pray for us. Excellent. Yes. Thanks. Let's pray. God, your word is magnificent and glorious and mundane and confusing in so many ways. And we are grateful for all of it and for the opportunity to sit with it and sit with you uh, through that. We're grateful for the many, many hands and minds that have crafted this, this book, these stories that continue to guide us and inspire us. And we're grateful for the inspiration that weaves in and out of this book and in and out of our lives and in and out through all of creation uh, that comes from you and comes through your spirit. And we're grateful to be part of that tradition and to be always called into um, knowing how small we are in the grand scheme of things, but knowing we are we are no, uh, there's no doubt that we are part of this wonderful creation that you have crafted very intentionally, including us. So may we rest in that knowledge and carry the peace of sitting with one another in the midst of our suffering and knowing that you are sitting with us. We are not alone in this. We pray in the name and the way of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. That was great.